Hello, and welcome to Middle School Explained, where a 7th grader explains science in depth and simply. Today's episode, we will be covering the water cycle, so let's get right into it. So, what is the water cycle? The water cycle is defined as the cycle of processes by which water circulates between Earth's ocean, atmosphere, and land. The water cycle is a process that has been going on for millions of years. Every single water molecule has been here since the dinosaurs. But what happens to the water when that puddle on your driveway disappears or when it starts raining all of a sudden? Well, that's all a part of the water cycle and it's thanks to the sun which causes evaporation. Evaporation is the first step in the water cycle. It occurs when the sun heats up a body of water and the water begins to rise. But how does this happen? Let me explain. When the sun's rays hit the water, it starts to warm up, and the water molecules begin to move around. They will get hotter and hotter, and will move more and more. Eventually, when hot enough, the molecules will begin moving around into the air. This is called evaporation. Now, the water is still there, it's just we can't see it, because it's microscopic. Now, the water molecule, or water vapor, begins to rise into the atmosphere and then begins to cool. This is when condensation occurs. Condensation is the second step. Condensation is when the water vapor cools down. The water molecules will clean dust particles and the atmosphere as they are cooling. The water vapor will come together and form droplets. And these water droplets will condense and form clouds. A lot of people think clouds are fluffy, but in reality, they're wet. This is because they are made of water droplets. Clouds will start to collect more and more droplets and become larger and larger before precipitation occurs. Precipitation is caused when those water droplets become heavy and fall to the ground due to gravity. Precipitation comes in many forms. The most common and most known is rain. Now rain is just falling water droplets. Now let's talk about some of the other forms of precipitation. Let's start with snow. All precipitation snarts, starts at snow. So snow is when the water droplet falls in the air and begins to crystallize. This only happens when it's 30 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Next is sleet. Now sleet are little ice pellets. Sleet is formed when a snowflake falls, and as it's falling, it might enter a warmer area of the atmosphere, and it might melt with it might melt until it's a water droplet with a little ice core. When it then it might enter a cooler layer of the atmosphere and freezes as it's falling instead of crystallizing, falling to the earth as a little ice pellet. Don't confuse sleet with freezing rain. Freezing rain is similar to sleet. It starts with a snowflake and it falls to the ground, melting completely on the way. But when it hits the ground, the ground is cold enough for when the rain um, hits it, it freezes on impact, causing ice patches and black ice. Freezing rains is one of the worst heights of precipitation to drive in. Now, hail is something that occurs during a storm and in warmer weather. It all starts with a snowflake falling to the earth. Then that snowflake is lifted by a warm air current and collects more water droplet, freezes, and falls again. 
This process happens over and over, making hail layer by layer by layer, until eventually the hail is too heavy to be lifted and falls to the earth as balls of ice, sometimes as big as a softball. Where does all this water go, though? Well, that leads me to the next topic, collection. Water collection happens in many different ways. One of the most common you see is on a water cycle chart is on a mountain. So let's start with that. So when precipitation lands on a mountain, a great majority will soak into the ground. That's called groundwater. Now, groundwater will travel and surface to a lake due to gravity. But when the ground can't contain any more water, it will start to um, collect on top of it and flow down the mountain and collect into some body of water like a river or lake. It's most likely the place where the groundwater will end up. There are many types of bodies of water. Where water ends up, lakes, rivers, and ponds are the most common. There are also glaciers, which are rivers of ice, and oceans, of course. They get to these places in many ways, such as a watershed. Now, we're all the water in, now, we're all on a watershed. Watershed is rigging land that separates bodies of water and causes it to pool into a certain place. For example, groundwater. It will collect in a river, which might flow down into an ocean. Now, I know that was a lot to take in at once. But now we're at the final part of the light water cycle. And that has to do with us humans and also plants and animals. Now, a very large percentage of Earth um, has only a certain amount of water that can be drunk. That's called fresh water. People and animals drink this, and plants absorb it into the roots. It's essential for life. When an organism dies and is decomposing, the moisture in its body will soak up into the ground and become groundwater. That groundwater can get absorbed by plant roots, and the plant will release the water through its leaves, and that water evaporates. That process of a plant taking the water in and releasing it through its leaves is called transpiration. This, compli this complicated process called the water cycle has been going on for millions of years. It works perfectly, and life will not be possible without it. It's the most important aspect of life on Earth. That's why we try to research and understand it. I hope this podcast gives you a deeper understanding of the water cycle. Now, until next time, this is Middle School Explained. Thanks for listening.